cliffcentral.com. 360biz on cliffcentral.com. It is 360biz indeed. My name is Debo Homafori. Welcome to another exciting installment of 360biz. Uh, today we've bring you a show with one of my favorite discussion where we talk, we're talking all things BE. I'm not alone in studio. I'm with my boy, Bulelani Bal Bal. That's my cue. <laughs> you got jokes today. <laughs> I'm gonna hit you with that dead space <laughs> in studio. How's everyone doing this afternoon? I'm very happy. I mean, it's entrepreneurship. Uh, there's an entrepreneurship buzz in Joburg and Santon. Um, you know, we as entrepreneurs are buzzing. We're pushing. So I'm very yeah. excited about today. I'm primarily excited about about the show. Yeah. And the insights that we're gonna gain from the personnel that we have in the show. Yeah. No. Definitely. I mean, we've got some exciting. Um, guest that we have today, we're talking uh, BE Talk, anything that you need to know. I mean, with the increased uh, complexity of the triple BE scorecards against the amendment codes, many BE champions are unclear on how to monitor and respond to these increased uh, requirements. If you want to improve your skills, uh, set as well as enrich the company's BE plan, I mean, with the following outcomes today's show, it's the show that brings you uh, exactly that in terms of strategies uh, of BE development and the B scorecard verification preparation. I'm excited that today in studio we're going to be having uh, the B commissioner herself, Ms. Zodon Dooley, but unfortunately she couldn't be in studio with us. However, I'll be having her uh, on the line as well. We've got um, Mr. Michael uh, Zodetzi, uh, who's a BE specialist, uh, who's in studio with us. Uh, we definitely, uh, Bulelani, like he has said, um, that Jobek is buzzing uh, with entrepreneurship um, at this point in time. That's why as well today, uh, in fact, this week we've got the Global Entrepreneurship Week um, Africa taking place this week. Tonight is the launch. I actually have uh, the guest from the Global Entrepreneurship Entrepreneurship um, Network uh, in studio that are going to be part of our discussion. We see as well that does BE affect us in Africa or is it in South African thing? I know for some of us that are traveling, um, having been to the UK, uh, I've got a brother that is coming all the way from UK uh, in studio. I've always said we're international, so not only that we're broadcasting from that uh, this time, but we've got them in studio. Uh, we've got Mr. Charles uh, Sequala. Or is it Sigualo? But um, he'll definitely correct us. Uh, who's a brother from Ghana? Um, I love Ghana, guys. You know, you know, my best friend comes uh, from Ghana. Who's in studio with us? And another thing, we've got a lady uh, in studio with us. Is it Alisimo Mwaga? Mwanga. Mwanga. Oh, Alisimo Mwanga. Oh, definitely. Uh, but they're going to be part of our discussion. Uh, without a waste of time, um, ladies and gentlemen, let me get uh, straight to our discussion because um, our time is limited. Uh, especially we don't want to be keeping um, the commissioner um, you know, on hold for long. I know we definitely need to be taking people uh, to task. Let me take this opportunity to welcome her um, on the show, Mrs. Zodon Dooley. Um, then I'll definitely um, get on to you guys because you guys are sitting here with me uh, in studio. Mamun Dooley, how are you, ma'am? Ms. Zodra, are you there? 
I don't know what is happening with with our lines. Uh, let me just try um, to to actually um, connect or bring her back. But maybe while we're trying to bring uh, Miss Zotan Tuli back on the line, uh, maybe let me take this opportunity to welcome our guest um, in studio, uh, Michael. Maybe do you want to say hi to our listeners? Tell us who you are and what is it that you do. Hi guys, my name is Michael Zotetsi. Um I have been BE for, for the past 10 years and I have seen the ups and downs of BE. I do work for Cabo Consulting. It's, um, I am a partner at Cabo and yeah, um, I'm very excited to be talking, to be, that we'll be talking about BE. It is my strength. That's all I do almost every day. Thank you. Okay. Uh, no, nice meeting you, uh, Michael. Um, <laughs> thank you for joining us in studio. Sorry, guys, we're busy sorting out our technical issues. Ma'am, um, do you want to take this opportunity to say hi? Tell us who you are, who you are, and what is that you do? Okay. Hi to everybody. Thank you for having us. Um, my name is Alessimo Mwanga. I'm the head of research at Sea Africa. We are a research company that assists businesses to get into African markets. Um, however, we're also the co-host for the Global Entrepreneurship Congress that you just spoke about that's taking place in Santon um, and ends tomorrow. And ha- we're also launching the Global Entrepreneurship Network um, this evening at Gibbs. Hmm. No, uh, it's very interesting. Uh, my brother? Hello, everyone. Um, thank you for having me, Cliff Central. Uh, so my name is Charles Josakwalo, here from London, UK, uh, via Accra, Ghana, uh, which is uh, where my parents were born. Uh, so I run an organization called Move Me Back. Uh, we've been running for a couple of years now. Uh, and what we are trying to do is connect uh, the globe to opportunities in Africa. Our mission is to drive social and economic development on the continent um, and to, to measure that with top-level macroeconomic indicators and over a 10-year period to make significant impact. Uh, the way in which we do that is by bringing together talent across the world, predominantly the diaspora and also Africans, to engage with opportunities, to engage with each other and to drive economies on the continent. No, definitely not. Thank you for coming, my brother. Uh, let me try to connect as well, Mamuntuli. Uh, Mamuntuli, are you there? Mamuntuli? Um, no, I think we, we, keep, we keep on losing her. Eh? I'll just try once more. Okay, the phone is ringing. I'm sure we should. Hello? Uh, hi, Mama Julia. How are you? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Good thing. Uh, Mama Julia, thank you for joining us on the show. Do you want to take this opportunity to say hi to our listeners? Tell us who you are and what is what you do? Um, yes, good evening to you and, and the listeners. Um, yes, as I've been introduced, um, I'm happy and, and thank you for inviting me. So I will be able to share with you um, what we'd like to know about the Triple B Commission. Mamantu, do we know of Triple B and now there's a commissioner. What is a commissioner? What does a commissioner do? Hello. Yes, um, I'm here. Did you hear my question? No, I didn't hear. The line is terrible. Um, is it? Um, I can, yeah, I can't. 
is it? I can hear you now. I think it's better. Uh, okay, maybe let me try to connect to another line. Let me see. Um, yeah, no, definitely the line is bad um, with the B commissioner. But I hope, uh, Michael, you'll be in a position to actually um, bring us um, up to speed. Uh, we're talking BE. Uh, maybe to some people um, that are listening, um, I wouldn't know that um, how many people are clued up as far as BE is concerned. What is triple BE? BE comes back from 2000, 2003. Mm-hmm. When the first act was was being gazetted, to at least um, looking back at um, at uh, what we used to call the previous um, government, don't want to use the other word. <laughs> okay, um, and what the government came up with is um, they tried to 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 level the playground in terms of um, entrepreneur and transformation on its own. And um, where 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 the codes are coming from, and government is coming from from DTI side, it's they trying to to level the ground by transforming, specifically for skills development, and to bring the entrepreneurs into into procurement, and also to 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 bring us to start the, the 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 brand new brand new entrepreneurs, especially black people, into the entrepreneurial space. Through what we call enterprise development, but today it is called supplier development and enterprise development. We'll talk about the challenges that <clears throat> that we will be discussing during the during the day. And the other thing that does um, um, the government was doing well, it is um, what we call socio-economic development. This is where you know we have the strikes today of kids wanting to go to school. They mm-hmm. say fees must fall. Those are the things that the PE would be there uh, to eliminate such. If we play it very well, so there is more that BE can do. Even though um, BE at the same time is being used as people do see the loopholes. Mm-hmm. That is why today we have the commissioner. The commissioner is there to help us to, you know, to close such gaps. Yeah. Where you see wrong, you just pick up your hand and say, commissioner, this is not right, and then commissioner will take it up. With whatever campaign that does wrong. Yeah, no, definitely. So now tell us some more. Uh, you run a verification agency. I am registered in for verification agency. Okay, what yeah. what is a verification agency? My verification agency would be NST verification agency. Yeah, but I mean, what is a verification agency? Oh, what the duties of verification agency? Mm-hmm. A verification agency does get accredited by the body that is we call SANAS, and um, they do accredit other other other. Other, faci- other facilities, but what does what the education does is they do issue certificates to all the companies that voluntarily want to be verified. Okay. But because of the chain, it's there that forces you to be verified. Mm-hmm. All the agencies that are being accredited by SANAS, mm-hmm. they do issue certificates to the companies. Okay. So you you said something very interesting, something that is volunt- voluntarily. Yes. So it means these companies are not regulated, they are not regulatory uh, forced to register. It needs to be a voluntarily uh, decision. Yes. You do it as you please. I must say. Okay. Yes. Um <laughs> it's it's a problem. Charles, let me come to you. Um right now you okay one thing I love you you you're from two different countries you're from Ghana originally from Ghana and you work in the UK mm-hmm. um 
I don't know how does it work. Do you guys have um, a regulatory um, requirement that forces company to comply as far as enterprise development is concerned or transformation in the UK or in, in Ghana? Uh, any of the two. Um, in the UK, I'd imagine so. I think the UK is quite tight on on regulatory okay. regulatory matters. Um, Enterprise development is something which is, is quite new in, in the UK itself. So I think you're seeing more and more governments across the world mm-hmm. recognize the power of engaging young people in economies. You know, not necessarily, um, not, not necessarily putting the emphasis on big corporate organizations, but you know, how do you engage people and how do you get them into, into grassroots roles, which empower them, which perhaps are alternatives to, to formal education or mm-hmm. other, other channels. Um, so I think we've, with all of these things and, and also with entrepreneurship, the key is how do you uh, create something that's not abused but keeping regulation as, as low as possible uh, because entrepreneurship circles work best when the ecosystem itself can be left to its own devices for people to, to develop and to, to build the next generation of businesses. Hmm. Um, Alessia, tell me, um, you, you are South African? No. What are you? <laughs> you look like a sister girl. What are you? <laughs> I'm half Nigerian, half Tanzanian. Oh, is it? I, I grew up in South Africa. Oh. Actually, the trans guy, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. So can you speak? Uh, oh, okay. You no, speak? No, I actually speak Zulu. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, oh. no, it's not a problem. So now, I mean, you, you are obviously, um, affected by triple B. Mm. Um, would you say corporate, uh, South Africa, is it doing enough in terms of, um, transformation in the, in, in the marketplace? Um, look, we could do more. Um, in terms of um, triple BE, uh, I think the government has done played its part to to get you know um, corporates to comply with trying to transform and trying to um, build small businesses. Mm-hmm. But I think um, you you need to see more partnerships between private sector and government institutions to mm. actually ensure that um, transformation happens. And I think that we should also move away from using the tick box system. Mm. And um, actually find real ways to to measure this impact of triple BEE and not it just being a system where we indicate that we've done this for the year, but actually seeing access to markets being part of the criteria for that in, in terms of the supply chain access. Mm. But um, I think more can be done. I think a lot has been done and um, that should be noted, but more more can be done um, for, for us to see transformation where corporates actually support Small businesses and entrepreneurship in South Africa, I feel. Yeah, um, then the, I think I think maybe let 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 the BE specialist, um, I mean, answer that question. Do you think um, is corporate South Africa doing enough though, as far as the transformation is concerned? And it's just unfortunate that we really trying to hard to to get the commissioner because the commissioner needed to set the pace for us today, um, especially because for me I think it's just a tick box system um, that is done and with minimum compliance. And I think why corporate South Africa needs to be taken to task because um, right now I mean for me. It's it shouldn't be something that is voluntary, but it needs to be something that is a must. That for this country to transform, uh, companies need to come into party in terms of transforming um, the marketplace, the workplace, and entrepreneurship space as a whole. Tewo, thank you so much. Um, I, I know you're throwing me right in there. <laughs> Alice, I think your, your, your response was very well, my sister, I must say. Um, but in terms of the, what the government is doing, the government is doing very well um, with regards to the triple B itself. But um, 
there are areas where you know that there's still guys who are, who, who are, what do you call it? They own the, this piece of market that it's theirs. This is where you need, um, you, you need the imaging, um, black, um, South Africans or black entrepreneurs. You know, you, you really need entrepreneurs. But in terms of the, the space where the government is playing, they can do so much. They cannot do everything, but mm. there is more that still needs to be done. I must say that the things that we we see in the industry, it's 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 they are people who are there to to do a proper proper transformation. I tell you, they don't do it for tick box, Alice. Mm. They they do it to transform their 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 own companies, quite honestly, and also to transform the country because transformation besides entrepreneur, you will need to upskill your people first through skills development and get them into the right position to be accountable. Then you, 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 you're looking at bringing them into entrepreneurship through procurement because if you're not putting them into procurement, where do you want them to go to? Mm. Because they will not be able to survive. You know, there's areas that I, I would also want to discuss, um, things like supplier development. Mm. It's, it's, it's a very sensitive issue to me personally. And I think also the country sees it. Supplier development needs to work. It must be there to work for us. So I know that you, you, you'd want me to answer you in a, in, in a very certain way, but I think the answer I'm trying to give you is BE is working for us, and it has a lot of people that are working within BE space before we talk about mm. the clients and beneficiaries of BE. Mm. So there is much what government is doing. And... We know that um, we have a BU commissioner that everyone wants to hold her accountable of anything that's going wrong. If BE is going wrong, it's the commissioner. Yeah. <laughs> now, but I think, you know, when I, when I listen to that, I mean, some of the, one of the things that comes to mind is, I mean, Charles, how easy was it for you to penetrate the London market in terms of entrepreneurship yeah. mm. as an entrepreneur? I mean, who, who, who originally come from Ghana? Mm. Well, I was actually, I was born in the UK, so oh, okay. I actually spent okay. a lot of my time you know, growing up in, in the UK. Yeah. Um, but actually, if you, if you look at um, the UK's entrepreneurial market, it's been, it's lagged way behind you know, the likes of the US and Silicon Valley. And, and so there's been a, a continuous push um, from all mm. parties and the various different stakeholders in the ecosystem to mm. build up entrepreneurship. And that involves both governments. And mm. for example, the government have played a massive role in creating the enabling environment for entrepreneurs to thrive. So for example, um, tax incentives um, schemes for uh, for investors to invest in early stage entrepreneurs. Mm, you know, these okay. are the sorts of things that open the routes for entrepreneurs, people like myself, to feel that there's a platform which you can enter and then to thrive and to continue to grow your organization. Right. So um, it's I mean, it's never easy because I mean, I left a, a six figure salary job to to leave and ultimately not have a salary and to to build a, a business right and um uh, and, and i'm still <laughs> I'm, I'm still on that journey mm. still haven't collected that paycheck but at the same time um having an enabling environment around you is is very important right and just to to your earlier point michael i think that you know, the role of the corporate is is very important but i mean there's nothing more powerful than governments and and the community working with corporates in such a way that they're incentivized to actually want to do this, not where it's not mm. a, tick, mm. a tick box exercise, mm. yes. right? Because um, from their point of view, you know, who are their customers? You know, who are the, the next generation of people who are going to, you know, who are going to drive revenue for them? It is the very people that we're trying to support, 
Yeah? So if you can find a way in which corporates are incentivized right, to in- engage in um, and develop the next generation in a way that also benefits them, that's the role that I feel government should be aiming to play rather than almost you know, pushing too directly. I mean, Alisa, I mean, do you really think that incentivizing, <laughs> do you really think that incentivizing corporates is the way to move? Because I think my perspective from, um, well, my layman perspective looking at this um, whole entire topic is that, I mean, they're already getting the big cut. They've been in the industry for so long. I um, mean, I think that to a certain point, some of the things that you would see as an entrepreneur um, in this country, I mean, especially when you're trying to bid for the high-end work, you'd find that, I mean, a government institution have a spec for the work, and that work oftentimes has been specced by a large corporate that's been around for years and years. And obviously that spec favors this corporate as opposed to me, an emerging black, um, or rather a young entrepreneur who's trying to make it in the country. So do you really think that we need to incentivize them? Or is this something it's just supposed to be mandatory in terms of whatever profits they make. It's actually beneficial for a large corporate to invest in startups and businesses because, you know, startups and small businesses are much smaller to adapt and they, they can quickly innovate, which is beneficial for the corporate business itself to increase its profits, etc. I mean, you see that happening in more developed countries. Um, yeah. So it's something that should be happening in Africa when you, you're also looking at the whole um, digital transformation, technology, mm. expansions of mm. markets. And smaller businesses are able to do that as opposed to traditional market, uh, traditional businesses. And um, so you, you see a new trend of corporates um, acquiring smaller businesses and becoming this larger conglomerate. What's that word? So I think I think I think um, South Africa should should not see BE as a punishment. Um, corporate should not see it as a punishment, but actually a way to grow. Um, the industry, but also, you know, small business development. And they, they obviously need more experience with a larger corporate that's been there for a while. But I think it's a good thing. You know, Alice, I, I, I like what you're saying. Um, but there is, there is the, 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 the part that government is playing very well, which is your supplier development. The, the, the challenge we have is, it's the practice of that supplier development. Because what the government is saying is, if you, Pulelani, comes as an entrepreneur, you supplying, I'm going to talk about small thing, water. Mm. If you order water, if we order water, we, we buy water from you today. And the next time we don't buy it from you. The challenge is, how are you going to sustain that? Even if, we, even if the, the big corporate buys you a machine to, 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 to produce the, the filtered mm. water or the, the reverse osmosis, whatever they call it. How are you going to survive if they don't order from you? They don't buy from you. Mm-hmm. The reason why supply development was there is it's because of you need to supply and they need to develop you. So they need to check the big corporate needs to check what you lack in order for you for them to develop you. Yeah. No, you're actually saying something very interesting, Mike. Uh, but I've managed to finally get hold uh, of the commissioner. Let me take this opportunity to bring her back. Mamuzo um, Tonto, welcome back to to Cliff Central. Thank you. I was beginning to get worried. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, uh, good thing that we managed to have you. Um, yeah, I'm saying a lot. Uh, we 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 first had uh, the triple B codes that were introduced, and um, after they were introduced, uh, there were amendments. And after amendments, now there's a commissioner. Do you wanna perhaps tell us, as a commissioner, what is it that you do? 
Okay. Um, the, the reason why there were, there were amendments in 2013 was to introduce um, one of the things that was critical, which is the monitoring element, because when the Triple B legislation was passed in 2003, um, it was basically left to anybody to implement it in the manner that they see fit. And when the first codes were done in 2007, still there were difficulties in applying them because there wasn't any person monitoring how they applied, so that they applied consistently and that will make the impact. So now the amendments in 2013 then introduced the role of the commission, which is a, a regulatory body that has been mandated to oversee the implementation of the Triple B Act to ensure that whatever is intended to be achieved can be achieved and assist the, the country basically to apply it consistently, both from the private sector as well as government. So our functions are, are outlined in, in, in the Act, in, in Section uh, 13F, but there's a number of issues that we do to actually ensure that the monitoring is done properly. Yeah. Uh, one of the points that was raised uh, by our specialist here in studio was that um, this triple B, it's a voluntary, um, you know, um, training that needs to be followed. It's not um, something that is that the government is enforcing onto corporate South Africa. Um, don't you think we would have much better transformation if ever this was something that is regulated and something that is forced for corporate South Africa to implement? Um, remember that what we are implementing is what is in the code and what is in the legislation, all right? So there are people that feel that um, maybe if this country was supposed to just say, if you want a company to have 51% black ownership, that's what we must say. But that's not the approach that was taken in respect of the triple B legislation. So if you look at it, how we does it is that entities will actually compete even at the level of how how quick they get to the highest level of triple B is. And with the element that has been introduced, which is um, the five elements of ownership, on, uh, management control, enterprise development and supply development, your, your skills development and management control. So what the, the revised code did in, in, 2013, in, in 2015 was then to introduce um, the three priority elements, meaning that if you have not done ownership, you go, you're not going to get to the highest of the of the level if you have not done enterprise development or skills development. So you will drop down. Uh, so it, it basically has a level through which you can actually advance your transformation. And that is the approach. But government is used as a leverage in a sense that an entity that is not complying with triple B E should not be allowed to do business with government. So the third thing is that what we're picking up is that government continues to do that in a sense that some government departments and public entities have not even revised their procurement policies to to integrate the requirements of triple B E, which is actually something that is is non compliant from the side of government itself. Yeah, no, um, it's it's a valid point that that you're making, Mamutul. But now, what I've realized is that um, yes, it's good what the government has done for these companies not to do business with government. But now you find these businesses doing business with each other, because um, you need to understand. I'd like to think as a country we've got political freedom, but not economical freedom. That's why now you find that with these companies, it has more being like a tick box exercise, um, other than um, pure transformation. That's why, as well, I'd like to think what the impact that we've seen um, in the market has been minimal. What is your opinion on that? 
Look, we, we only started monitoring the implementation um, starting from last year in June. So our, our, our observation is that, yes, a whole lot of companies have been approaching this from a tick box exercise. So basically companies with a triple BE, they see an additional requirement, then they, they treat it on the sideline of the company. So, so they, will, they, they, they will have a consultant that will then uh, help them to just uh, master the scorecard. Basically, how do you move what point to what, what do you do to just get this level? And that is the wrong approach. And that's what we, we have said, that it, it is part and parcel of a business. And it is how entities must do business. While I do agree with you that um, the, the company, these companies would do business with each other, but remember that the companies that also do business with each other, they, some of them also still do business, for instance, with government or have a license, uh, take mining, for instance. They would have a license to operate. That license must have triple B conditions. So now if government insists on, on the entity that is a mining company to have the, the proper being credentials, then what will happen is that that mining entity will then demand the same compliance requirements for any supplier, any entity that deals with it. So there is a ripple effect, and with the revised code, if we apply them um, the way they should, without all those cutting corners that we have been seeing in the market, which now the commission will be dealing with, and we are dealing with some of them, and we are investigating some of them at the moment. But um, and if we apply them consistently, we apply them properly, we should be able to see the results. Because if you look at the intention of all of these five elements, they are actually intended to eliminate the barrier to entry, to provide additional access to finance, to enter to black entrepreneurs, to enter market and be sustainable. But the tick box exercise yes, is, is really counterproductive. No, what what I've realized, ma'am, is that I mean, um, I don't know whether is it is it something that that is in, in, the, in that is in the, in the industry general, but I know that I've had an encounter with companies um, that claim to be following the triple B codes, but however they use fronting, um, and others have gone to an extent of understanding the legislator themselves that they actually use it to their advantage. I mean, you look at the time when now companies need to be renewing. Um, I know of a couple of companies that would actually take up the lump sum that they need to be spending on enterprise de- development would actually give it to an agent or a, consult- a B consulting company mm-hmm. in a trust mm-hmm. with an intent that they need to go out there and source uh, businesses that are actually doing well that they could put the business in. I know for mm-hmm. a fact that specifically I've dealt with one that um, I was told this company presented my profile as if their enterprise, I was in their enterprise development or I benefited from them. I, I never even knew about these guys. But for the fact that uh, there's no stringent monitoring that is taking place, mm. um, you know, I think as well it's what has brought in a loophole that there's so much companies that are taking advantage of this um, legislature that needs to be improving on transformation instead of doing the opposite. I do agree with you in terms of um, um, some of those uh, schemes, those enterprise development schemes. So, in fact, um, that's the reason why the commission is there. Actually, I'm surprised I didn't see your complaint. You didn't send a complaint about that company that actually did that. What we have, in, in, in what we are investigating now, is some of the companies, like exactly what you are saying, where you actually are identified as an enterprise 
um, for an enterprise development uh, scheme of an entity, but actually it's just something that is, is written somewhere and there's nothing. And then what will happen is that the money will go to an intermediary who is expected to actually facilitate that. And those are the schemes that we're looking at, and we will be pronouncing on those ones. And some of them, we've already indicated in order that these are fronting um, uh, practices and that they actually should be um, uh, stopped. Some, some, some consultants have actually stopped them, but we are seeing that there are a number of schemes. And the more people can tell us about these schemes, the better, because then we can then be in a position to, to, to get to them. There, there are also schemes that are being sold as ownership schemes where trusts are used and, and, and you, you get to be um, to buy basically a model that has got some 51% owned company and, and there's a trust and, and, and all of that. But the scheme is clearly fronting because basically what you have, you cannot even point a finger as to who the ultimate beneficiary or the ultimate owner of this interest is. And, and those are the things that we are even currently investigating. We will announce the results of our investigation in respect to some of those and where we are initiating wider investigations because we have received a number of um, people about certain schemes and we will be initiating, in fact, we will be announcing and initiating against a particular entity that is going around sending those types of schemes to, to, to people. But I would encourage um, black entrepreneurs because they are actually the victims of this and uh, they are actually approached with a pre-drafted pre, a, a letter to sign concerning that they're actually an development and a beneficiary of one such is not the case. So please bring those issues to us so that we can look at them. That's our rule. Miss um, Ndudu, unfortunately, uh, we, we're running out of time. Can I make a commitment um, right, ne- uh, right here next to our guests in studio and the listeners? Um, I don't mind. Can, can you please humbly check your schedule as to when can you perhaps be available? Let me have you in studio. I don't mind even if it can be just between me and you and the listeners having a discussion, showing you evidence, and we tackle these issues and maybe able to take calls and they ask you questions as well. Even if it means I don't bring in any guest and even if it means that I move a show to accommodate you on that Wednesday would you do that for us? We will we'll, we'll try our best to do that. Um, remember that we were actually having a, a date to do this uh, for next Wednesday but uh, unfortunately we have to be in Parliament on the financial sector transformation public hearing so I will, I will definitely make time soon and so that we can do this and just in conclusion um, I just want to say that our role as the Commission is supposed to actually provide you as an entrepreneur, as a company that is, is engaging in NB initiative with upfront um, advice so that you actually do the right thing. And then uh, the other role that we have is the enforcement part where people deliberately just uh, undermine the legislation. In that case, we really encourage people to, to, to report those, those instances so that you can deal with them. Okay, no, definitely. Um, I that is really much appreciated. So now, for people that want to get more information or that want to be in contact with, in terms of laying a, a case or maybe seeking information, where can they get hold of you? The anybody that wants to talk to the commission, you can call us at zero one two three nine four one five three five, and you can also email us at um, m ramare at bee commission. 
But no. we have our website, so you can get our details on our website, www.triplebeecommission.co.za. Okay. No, definitely. No, thanks a lot uh, for your time. It's really much appreciated. Looking forward to having you in studio and we engage this further. I definitely will do that. Thank you very much for the time. Definitely. Um, that was Mr. Uh, Ms. Um, Zodwantulu, who's the BE Commissioner um, of the country. I mean, I think, uh, Michael, she raised a couple of um, real issues and concerns um, that that we're having. I think maybe we are really looking forward to taking on um, the challenge of having her in studio mm. so that uh, we really engage um, on this matter, even if it could be part two of the show, so that we really get answers. Because we can't be talking transformation yet. There is nothing. Um, that is taking place. I mean, right now, I know the theme that you're having um, at this point in time with the um, Global Entrepreneurship Week, um, it's Africans uh, that migrate. Because uh, at the end of the day, for us to actually transform the continent, I think we need to be able to transform uh, our country as a whole. I know issues that um, are going on uh, as far as Ghana is concerned, and Ghanaians have come together to actually transform their own country before uh, actually the, um, in the world. So hence, before even going outside, it's one of the issues that that we have. Maybe coming back uh, to you, uh, Charles, right now you're in the country. Uh, do you want to perhaps um, tell us why you're here today? Mm. Mm. Yeah, so um, I'm here in, in Johannesburg. Uh, firstly, Johannesburg is, is a city I love. I've worked here uh, over the years, um, actually as a consultant previously. Uh, but I'm here specifically um, for the panel at, at the GEC uh, where we, we looked at issues regarding um, uh, challenges with uh, African migrants and entrepreneurship and ultimately looking at the the continent itself and how much potential we are losing uh, through migrants who are not staying in the country. Yeah? Um, and I wanted to to join this conversation because it's something that we are very passionate about and move me back. You know, ultimately our goal is to say that there is, there are millions, you know, 50 million diaspora, um, who are outside of, of the continent. And, you know, these individuals have assets which are, you know, both financially, but also educational experience. They have assets which are of great value to the continent. Um, many of them, um, want to play a role and come back to the continent. And, um, we're looking around the issues of, you know, what is it that prevents people from returning? What is it that takes people away in the first place? You know, how do we address those issues? Mm. Um, and the, the, you know, the fantastic research that Alissimo has done has started to you know, uncover and, and peel some of these issues already. You know, things related to um, challenges of infrastructure, you know, challenges of, of investor support, you know, various different things. How can we unpick these uh, and then start creating solutions to ensure that Africa is not losing its best talent and also its talent that exists abroad is also coming back to get involved. Mm. Alice, mm. do you want to perhaps quickly update us on to the, with the research that um, that you've done? I've gone through the research and I saw it, it gives me uh, numbers yeah. I mean, in terms of migration that has increased yeah. from 1960 to 2000, I mean, from about 1.8 million to 8.7. Yeah. Do you quickly um, give us an update? Um, I'd love to go deeper into it, yeah. but I think you here so you can just give us an overview of the yeah, research so that, that you've done so that's the latest um, um, 
number of migrants that are migrating out of Africa and on an annual basis. Mm-hmm. And when you look at the, the, so we interviewed entrepreneurs that are operating in the UK and the US, um, and they're second generation immigrants and they've worked and they've, they've studied in those countries. I'm operating in the US. You've not <laughs> interviewed me. <laughs> I didn't get to you. Definitely in the follow up study, I will give you a call. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. So, um, with that estimated number, you, you could see that we are losing 600 fifty billion US dollars with Africans um, operating outside of um, Africa. That's a lot of money that we're losing from governments mm. for development and in about twenty fifty we could lose about one point five trillion US dollars from people leaving Africa and starting businesses outside. So there's various reasons for why people do move and mm-hmm. education, the poor education, the entrepreneurship ecosystem, the business environment. So there were only three countries that we looked at, which was Kenya, um, South Africa, and Nigeria, because those are the, 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 the migrants that often leave the, the continent to go to the States in the UK. So yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. And, and, we wanted to get a conversation with different diaspora networks to come to South Africa um, to, to talk about, you know, what are the challenges that we face? What are the solutions? And how can we use this diaspora network um, in, in different countries to access markets in the U.S. and the U.K. or anywhere else in the world? Because obviously they understand um, the continent better as much as we understand the continent better. And there's not a lot of research that's actually done on African entrepreneurs. Tell me where you can find information about businesses in Ghana or businesses in South Africa, for example, you'll find a lot of negative things about entrepreneurship in South Africa. People are informal. We've got, which, which is true, but there's also quite a lot of great businesses. There's a um, book called Africa's Greatest <laughs> Entrepreneurs. I've, I've got a passion for Africa, so I know. <laughs> that's the thing is, there's, there's some data available, but there's not a lot of data that tracks okay. and monitors how much um, entrepreneurship activity is happening within the continent and outside the continent. And that's valuable information for us looking when you're looking in the future on how to develop the, the countries and also how to tap into different markets and, and investment opportunities. Because Diaspora Network, they have access to investments. Um, so we don't actually have to go through so many corners to try to get investment opportunities mm. when I can call Charles and tell Charles that I need someone in the UK who's got access to funds for this particular sector, can you hook me up? So it's all about building networks and um, realizing that we're a global village and it's getting smaller and smaller. And mm. the more you are, have access to different networks, the, the more chances you'll have more access to markets, I feel. Mm. So I mean, uh, Mike, Michael, you, you are a big consultant. And, and right now we're hearing serious figures here. I mean, of billions and whatsoever. We know within the diaspora and whatever. Don't you think, or as, as, as part of, of, of South African transformation or as part of the B codes, can't we, isn't there a way that we could tap into the African diaspora? Yeah, um, by the way, B is not only being done in South Africa. Oh, yes. Okay, update us, update us. <laughs> uh, there's other parts of Africa that, um, are also doing BE. Mm-hmm. Um, you have the likes of, um, our neighborhood here, uh, Zimbabwe, but they're doing it another base way. They, they're only holding, it's 51% black owned, and that's it. But in terms of broad base, it's not there. You have your, your Rwanda is there. They're also doing it. So there, there, there's a couple of countries. The reason why I follow Rwanda is it's because of the economy is growing fast. Mm-hmm. 
I follow them almost every day. <laughs> okay. I, I would love to leave there one day. <laughs> mm. yeah. No, yeah. Okay. Maybe, Charles, when are you leaving? Um, I leave South Africa on Sunday. You live South Africa on Sunday. Yes, uh, and you are here. Yeah, I'm based in Johannesburg. Is it? I think maybe, maybe, maybe let's see if ever we can do a podcast, um, you know, or a pre-recording, uh, even before you leave, and and let, let, let's discuss. We the, the the studio is available, right? Um, to yeah, to do pre-recording. Yeah, no, definitely. Then let's see if ever we let, let's bring you guys back, even if we need to do it today afternoon or tomorrow or whatsoever. Then let's have a discussion around the potential of of Africa as a continent, mm. and we dwell more into some of the discussion that you're going to be having. I mean, today as well, it's the launch uh, tonight. I understand. Mm, yeah. um, do you want to quickly tell us about that? Oh, so um, we've recently learned that um, we are establishing a global entrepreneurship network for Africa, which means that we're trying to build one ecosystem across all African countries to try to get um, SMEs and entrepreneurs to collaborate across Africa. So that's really just a celebration of um, Africa and um, there's global investors that will be there as well and all the stakeholders within the ecosystem, particularly for GEC. Mm -hmm. Um, And because it's the last day of the talks, um, just, you know, celebrating the whole week and and, and just talking about what's available in the future. But it disturbs me that the people are having talks and I'm not here, they're having talks. Well, Lani knew all about it. Okay. You, must, you must take it up with him. <laughs> okay, but but Bulanan is focused its township entrepreneur. I'm I'm focusing on African entrepreneurship. You know, so we're speaking to two different people. No, it's not. We 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 are inclusive to everybody. Township. We had discussions today on township. It's actually going to happen. At Were three you o'clock. speaking about township? Dude? <laughs> no, that's not invite me. Yeah. No, that's so, not true. <laughs> so so ne- 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 next year, guys, you you must make sure that no, that um, you know what uh, we yeah. here yeah. Uh, that we need to be the one. I mean, um, having those discussions. If we need to be bringing our TV shows there, we need will bring whoever so that this is discussion. It's something that is actually um, you know what ignited to actually reach the masses. In fact, I think they must arrange. We must be shooting that tonight um, so that we actually have a discussion Great. with some of your uh, your speakers. You see, I'm hoping you guys Absolutely. up. I'm hooking you guys up. Absolutely. You know, I'm supposed to be saying, guys, I'm locking my doors. <laughs> and what's up? But anyway, um, th- thank you guys thank for, you. for for that um, inside information. I'm looking forward anyway to the uh, podcast um, that I'm going to be doing uh, with you guys for us to actually dwell uh, deep into this discussion. Uh, in studio today, we've got as well Mr. Sydney uh, Junior Madiba. We've got a celebrity in studio, Bulelan. Um, <laughs> Sydney, you, you can you can use this um, this Mike, um, you can actually say hi to our listeners, tell us who you are and what is it that you do. Um, no, this is a brother from actually One Day Leader. Uh, it's a television show um, that is actually running um, on TV at, at this point in time. Um, yeah, do you want to say hi to our listeners, Sydney? Tell us uh, who you, what is it that you do? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> hi to, to all of you and to your listeners. Um, as introduced, my name is, is Sydney Madibo. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a 20, I'm turning 24 in September and I'm a young leader from, from Funnable Park. I'm involved in community development, involved in mentorship. Um, I study education and yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm just a, a ball of everything. Mm. Uh, just doing a lot of things all at the same time. Currently, I am a participant on a show called One Day Leader. Okay. Um, and it airs on SABC One every Monday at half past four. And we're just competing, um, our, our brains out, uh, trying to get that number one spot and get that coveted title of becoming the next One Day Leader. No, I know, I know part of One Day Leader, you guys are having real conversations. 
Yeah. You know. Um so now how do you feel? I mean you've come in here, you find us having a real conversation mm-hmm. uh, about BE. Uh would you say, I mean, as the country, is it is it doing enough in terms of um implementing this BE and is white um industry uh, or corporate South Africa responding well in terms of implementation of BE? Mm. I mean in one of the debates we were having um, it's actually quite funny what you can find out from, from researching for just a simple 30 second debate. Mm. Um, so rightfully so, I mean, earlier on you mentioned how, how, um, existing successful businesses are performing trade among themselves. Okay. Um, and, and one other discussion that, that is happening on the streets is, is around, um, not even in the streets, all over, mm-hmm. uh, around the redistribution of wealth and, and making it, Focusing more on equity as opposed to equality mm. um, And and what we found uh, Together with the rest of the contestants Is that um, Triple B in essence Only benefits around 15% Of the overall population The young man has done research yeah, mm. I think that, that really is, is, a, is a call for concern Very brilliant concept uh, I won't lie But the crux of it That we need to really be focusing on Is a does it really focus on previously disadvantaged groups? Does it really focus on the black majority? Does it look at redistributing wealth? And if it does look at redistributing wealth, how far is it in, in terms of doing so? Uh, because to the average man on the street or to the average education student, if you hear 15% overall population, that, that is a call for concern. Um, it shows you that in your immediate space when you're sitting at home, um, you can hear about it on the news, but when you look at your surroundings, you do not see anything that says that this project is for me. Guys, you see, our world is, uh, uh, there's hope for the country, guys. there's hope for the continent, there's hope for the world. I mean, if you've got to have real men, young men like this asking real conversations, I think it's true. My man, you must continue with the spirit of asking real conversations, because in having real conversations when we're able to get real answers. Yeah. But tell us why you're here today. Um, so basically why I'm here, I'm, I'm running from, from presenter to presenter, station to station, mm. um, letting people know about my participation on One Day Leader, um, and also asking and canvassing for, for public votes. Mm. Because how the show works in essence is that, um, per episode you can stand to make up to four points. One point for winning a debate, one point for, uh, being the best on a task that you're given, uh, one point for being an audience favorite, and one point for getting more public votes from home. Um, and that is where the juice is. That, that, that is where we need, we need people to be aware mm. that there are people who are competing for such a title and how they can support us is, is by voting. So, um, we're given numbers from leader one up to leader six and okay. my number is leader four. Okay. Um, and basically how people can support my journey on one day leader is by SMSing leader four to the number three, two, six, seven, two. Um, and it cost them one run fifty of of their airtime. Mm. Uh, so yeah, if for data, save a for 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 the campaign. So if we want to support you, SMS leader four at three two six seven two. Three two six seven two. Okay, definitely. No, my man, uh, thank you for joining us um, today. I'm looking forward. To, we need to have you on the show, and let's let's have some of these real conversation. And you must be nice and touch this lady after the show. Pull her on the side. Maybe we could have you tonight. You know. Yes. So <laughs> no, I, will, I will definitely. Do yeah, that. no, definitely. I mean, you don't know who you might meet Or as well the amount of votes that you might get to the But keep up with the good Definitely. work Robert. Thanks so much For those that want to follow you on social media uh, If you want to follow me on social media On Facebook it's Sydney Madibo okay. um, Twitter at Sydney Madibo Instagram 
at Sydney Madibo underscore. So there's no funny king of what what or nah. It's yeah. simple Sydney Madibo everywhere <laughs> yeah. you go. No, definitely. Um, no, thanks, my awesome brother. Um, for people that want to the event tonight, is it an open invitation? Can we just rock up there looking good, or is it? Unfortunately, it's a, it's a, it's an invite only. Okay. Yeah. So, but a lot of entrepreneurs will be there from um, all over Africa mm-hmm. and the Gen Network from Africa because we have a presence in forty-one countries. Okay. They will be there. Various ministries, so obviously it has to be a, an invitation okay. um, only. Uh, so today it's the launch. Then what happens afterwards? So tomorrow the GC is over. It started on Monday. Okay. So today is the final discussions. Tonight will be the launch, mm. and tomorrow will be ecosystem tours for the visitors that are coming. They'll go to various places. I think they're going to Soweto, Pretoria, mm. um, Alexandra. They're going to um, engage with various. Hey. Yeah. Okay. So that. Um. Yeah. So there's the different ecosystem tours that will be happening in, mm. in, around, and then um, we're going to Cape Town, um, on Friday. Um, Charles, I think also will be joining mm. the, the conversation. Yeah. Let's let, let's bring some Town. to Tembisa. We'll have them eat gotas and everything. Yeah. Um. But I think next year, can you let, let's sit down and plan next sure. year? Um. You know. Um. My my sources attended. Uh, they say I must say. Um. I got some feedback that was not so pleasant. Yeah. Especially in terms of the outcome. So if yeah. ever we need to sit down and plan uh, ahead for next year in terms of how can we bring in masses so that they could get insight to some of the beautiful information that you share. Sure. Please let's do that for people. People that want to follow or get more information about where can they get hold more information? Um, so they can follow on Facebook. It's GEN South Africa. Mm-hmm. Um, on Twitter, it's also the same GEN South Africa, and then they'll they'll find more information on what's happening where and. No, oh, okay. No, definitely. Uh, Charles, um, before you leave, my man, uh, tell us, people that want to follow, move me back. Mm-hmm. Um, where can they get hold of? Yeah. So. Um, we have a website, mm-hmm. www.movemeback.com. Okay. Um, Twitter handle, social media, it's Move Me Back. Okay. Um, so, yeah, find us online, uh, see what we're doing. Uh, we are, on one hand, we're giving people access to opportunities, whether outside of Africa or inside of Africa. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, you know, we're all about sharing intelligence, sharing mm. content, and mm. sharing people's stories. Mm. Maybe some of your listeners have stories that we can share with the wider communities to mm. let people know, you know, the entrepreneurship that's happening here in South Africa. Mm. So we want to hear about that. You know, at the same time, connectivity is important. Mm. Building communities, communities within country, but also communities which are global. Yeah. So we look forward to hearing from you. No, definitely. And uh, Michael, uh, for people that want more information, want ver- verification or need your services, where can they get hold of you? Thank you. Um, my number is 073-164-8675. Um, my email address is .mt at gmail. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also happy to see that the young man is from my neighborhood. Oh, is it? Yeah, because okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, so it's brotherhood. Yeah. 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 So, but I'm going to be bringing you back when we're having the commissioner, right? Yes. But yeah. um, the other thing um, there were that I would like us to talk about, mm. um, let's, bring, let's bring entrepreneurs. Let's talk supply development. Mm. Let's talk enterprise development. Mm. Let's talk procurement. Okay. So it means now you, it means you're coming back for the second time. So it means yeah. you're going to be coming back. You, it means you're going to have three shows with you. So I'm, I'm more than happy to do that. Um, you'll see the lady. Let's, we'll make arrangement. Let's have a show around uh, supply development. And we just discussed that on the day. And we'll have as uh, she'll guide us in terms of um, having the discussion. Uh, Bulalani? 
get things done. <laughs> We're always getting things done. And this is all that we had for you today on 36 The Busy Fever. You've just tuned in. You've missed out on an interesting and exciting discussion. You can always go to www.cliffcentral.com and go to podcasts to actually get, or you can even download the Cliff Central app um, to actually get to the podcast. Or you can go to www.writevectv.com to actually get more of what we're discussing and actually see us in studio, to see us do this thing, see the young men and some of the real conversations that we have. Unfortunately, this is all that we had for you today. Catch us again next time for another exciting installment of 360 Base. My name is Debohoma Fodi and Bulelani Balabala. We out. Cliffcentral.com.